and the bass keeps running, running, and 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 running, running. Hello and welcome to another Milwaukee Admirals podcast with Charlie Larson. I'm Aaron Sims, and of course, we want to remind you that you can check out every Admirals podcast wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's iTunes or Spotify or wherever it may be, even including even including MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. You can find all the podcasts that we have done in the past. We've had a couple of uh, weeks off from uh, college. from doing this. Right. Yes, like exactly. College. The college break. Oh, college break. The college yeah. break. Uh, you know a little bit about that. Our guest today yeah, is uh, Admirals just defenseman <laughs> Admirals defenseman Matt Donovan. Just a little. Yeah. Two years of, of college hockey. Did you play like national tournaments then, like international tournaments when you were there, like World Juniors yep. or anything like that. My so you really did not have a full a full on college break in your two years at Denver. Nope. My yeah. So I guess my my freshman year I went to World Juniors, uh, beat Canada, won it. Um, you were on. So you won the World Junior. You won. Yeah. Was that the John Carlson year? Yeah. John Carlson scored. It was like an eight seven final well, it was or a something. Matt Donovan year, but yeah. Well, yeah. yeah right. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. But John Carlson <laughs> John. scored the game winner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But was it wasn't it eight seven or seven six or what was the score in that championship? I want to say you? yeah, it was it was it was high. crazy high. I want to say five six six five. Okay, yeah, six five is my yeah somewhere around there. Okay, it's amazing that you don't because hockey players are are crazy about every single play like they remember every my first goal I did this or my first screw up I did whatever it is you're just they're just like play for play word for word minutia for minutia yeah a lot of guys are like that I don't know but you're not so much I I don't know if I just have a terrible memory or I just (laughs) like to live my life like one day at a time right and I just like well, well the important thing is you won the cel- you had the celebration. Yeah, I That's mean, right. I, I want it. I know I want it. Yes. Yeah. But I don't remember much about it. Where is your medal? Um, it is my dad had it, um, a plaque made with the jersey. So it's in, I think it's in his office at his rink. At the rink. Yeah. At That's the rink. a great showpiece there. Yeah, it is. That's fantastic. Especially to all the Canadians that walk into his office. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, that's are there weird. a lot of com- Canadians there showing are. up in Oklahoma oh, City? Yeah. At the they rink? have a Canadian Air Force base um, outside of Oklahoma City, so a Jeez. lot of Canadians um, play hockey at my dad's rink. That's pretty well. That's pretty neat. Yeah, that's pretty neat. Matt Donovan joining us. Um, you had uh, an interesting past in the fact not only the World Juniors and and your, but you had you had a relationship with Troy Grosnick before you came to Milwaukee before you ended up playing here. I mean, it's it's amazing how. Small the hockey uh, world is. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, people know a lot of people firsthand. It's not I just heard of the guy or I played against him. There's a lot of that going on no matter where you are. Yeah, it really is. Um, yeah, you either know someone that knows someone or someone knows their wife or it's right. it's very small. It's, it's weird how small it is. Well, and the, one of the great stories about how small it is is how your family took in Matthew Olivier's family. Yes, that is a, <laughs> that I, is a crazy that is story. Unbelievable oh, story. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess I'll just tell, tell the story. Tell, yeah. tell the story, and um, then tell you. I'll talk about after that. Tell how you guys figured this out. Yeah. So okay. So I don't know how old. So he was. What year was he born? Ninety. He's probably. He's seven? probably what twenty one, twenty two. So he's in the ninety seven, ninety eight range. Yeah, yes. he's right around there. So I was. I was born in ninety. So I was six or seven, and. We lived in Oklahoma City, and I get—I don't know the exact details, but his father played hockey in Oklahoma City. I don't know if he got traded or signed there, but they didn't have a place for him to live. 
and my dad ran the practice rink where the, the Oklahoma City Blazers practice, the Central Hockey League team. And I guess my dad was like, hey, if you need him to stay somewhere, we have a, an extra bedroom. So him and his, I don't know, girlfriend, wife at the time, um, they had his sister, uh, yeah, because she's older. So I think it was his sister, um, Catherine was her name, and my mom's name is actually Catherine. That's weird, too. Yeah. So they came and lived with us. I don't know how long it was, the exact details, but they lived with us um, in Oklahoma City while he played there for a little bit. And I believe um, his mother was pregnant with him while they were living. That's just crazy, isn't it? It's so yeah. crazy. So how, how do you figure this out then, that, that this was the case? Because you're awfully young and your memory is yeah. so wouldn't be the best about would, the whole yeah, situation. Yeah, you would never no. remember like a babysitter. No, right? I remember Simon Olivier's name because I went to all the games and stuff. And sure. I remember him living at our house. And so I guess my mom was Facebook friends with his mom. And then he got... Uh, he signed, or I don't know if he was drafted or signed, signed with yeah. signed. signed with Nashville, and my mom was like, uh, "Simon Olivier's son just signed with Nashville. You just signed with Nashville. You guys are <laughs> going to be at the same camp. That's really crazy. Yeah. yeah, crazy. How crazy is that? And then in Nashville, of all places, you're <laughs> going to camp. So you've <laughs> yeah. got a kid from Oklahoma, yeah. like all this happening in Oklahoma, going to camp in Nashville, which is so strange. Yep." Nashville didn't he exist. was born in Mississippi, Except, right? Raised in Quebec yep. or around the world a little bit. Yep. But right. yeah, you're right. Nashville didn't exist when the hockey team when, the, when you would have known the when yeah. you first met them, right? So the crazy, the I mean, one of the crazy things was we went to go play Laval this year, and I hadn't, I'm not, I don't think I'm friends with his mother on Facebook or anything, so I haven't seen her in forever, right? But she was at the game in Laval, and once I saw her, I was like. Oh, my God, I recognize Bam, huh? her. Yeah. <laughs> That's wild. How crazy is that? That is, that is just so wild. I talked about my memory being terrible. I actually recognized her when I saw her. Right. I was like, picked her right out. Yeah. That's really wild, though, yeah. isn't it? When you think, I mean, that just the chances of all of that happening is, pretty crazy. is a billion to one. It really is. It really is. But that's just how small the hockey world is, I yeah. guess. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Matt Donovan is joining us here on uh, the Milwaukee Admirals podcast. Um you signed with Milwaukee, or with yeah, yeah with Milwaukee. With Milwaukee. Um, after a, a couple of years in Sweden. Yep. So you had the NHL games. You had about 65, 66 games in the NHL with the New York Islanders. Um, you make the move to Sweden. I got to imagine that was that a difficult choice for you to go to Sweden after you've had the games in the NHL, and certainly you would have been. You were an all-star. Uh, in the American had, League, yeah. yeah. Certainly you would have been some, somewhere in the pecking order had you gone to another organization. Was it a difficult move? Yeah. It, it, it all happened so fast. Like July 1st comes around and you expect to get offers. Flooded with offers. Yeah, you expect to get a contract. And then your agent's like, well, no one's making any moves. No one's putting any – they're waiting for other guys. It's, yeah. it's a whole thing. And then you start panicking. You're like, well, am I ever going to get a job again? Like I need – money to feed my family right, like what right. do i do so it all happens so fast where your agent starts looking other places like 
you don't expect it to happen this fast, but you're like, oh, maybe we can go overseas. And but you got to think, right? In that situation, you got to be so thankful that you have an agent that is worth his, yeah. right? Like, oh, yeah. there are because we've heard horror stories where there's guys they're not really working for them. They'll work for the high profile guy, yeah. but they're not working for the guy who's trying to be uh, to hang in there somewhere. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah, that's you got to have you got to be lucky and have good agents and and someone that's willing to work for you. Obviously, yes. but. Were you nervous? Like, you know, guys go to Europe at the end of their careers, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And you're still a pretty young guy. So when yep. you go over there, yeah, are you you're thinking, what, 26 years old? 26, right. Yeah. Are yeah. you thinking to yourself, I, like, I got a lot of good years left. I don't want to play in Europe for 10 years. Or maybe you did. Maybe that was an option for you. Or no, I, my thinking was, I want to go over, play one year, tear it up, have a really good year, and come back yep. and play in the NHL again. My whole goal was to come back and play in the NHL. And. After my – so, like, midway through my first year, or I think it was after Christmas, a little over halfway, um, I wasn't putting up a lot of points. Like, it's very power play. Like, you need to be on the first power play to get points over there because it's Olympic ice, like, the first power play. They're out there the whole time. The whole time. Yeah. So Do it real quick. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I've al- they always – because the, you never see these crazy assist numbers over there. Yeah. So are there secondary assists or are yeah. they – there is. There okay. is. Okay, so somebody told me that there wasn't, and but that's I'll why I'm t- curious yes, about Yes, there is, but I'll tell you this. S- s- uh, the SHL, the Swedish Hockey League, is very defensive. You Kay. wouldn't think that. Like you would think bigger ice, right. Swedish. Right. You think of offensive Swedish players, right. skating yeah. Peter ability. Forsberg. And yeah. yeah. People don't put up a ton of points in that league because it's so defensive. Wow. So after my first year, or during my first year, I wasn't putting up a lot of points, but I loved it there. The organization was awesome. You get treated like you're in the NHL. You pretty much are in the NHL in Sweden. It's the Swedish like, NHL. Right, yes. it is. Exactly. The, level the people Sweden. are crazy about hockey over there. Frölunda. Frölunda, yep. And it was in Gothenburg, Sweden, uh, second biggest city in Sweden. So we were in a great spot. We got treated really well. My wife. Yeah, the singer from uh, Motorhead, he's uh, the drummer. He's from uh, Gothenburg. Really? Yeah, yeah because. Uh, the drummer from Motorhead. Yeah, because uh, um, Victor Stahlberg had him at his NHL Stanley Cup party. Ah. <laughs> there <laughs> you go. Know yeah. That. yeah, you didn't know that? I could have No, sworn. I yeah. never knew yeah. that. Stahlberg. So yeah. I played with his younger brother in Frölunda. Oh, you did? Yep. Um, so, yeah, we loved it there. I was like, okay, I'm going to have um, – I love it here. Um, I don't – I'm not having – I'm not putting up the points to come back and get a lot of money. So, I'll give it another shot, have another good year, and see what happens from there. Mm-hmm. You go – you can go other places, the Swiss League, the KHL. Sure. So, after my second year, I had a really good year, and I was like – I had offers to go other places – and make decent money but i was like i want to come back home give it one more shot i'm 27 28 i think i was yeah 28 so i was 28 last year i was like i know i can play in the nhl i want to give it another shot i want to come home be kind of normal again be close to family maybe right. another, have another baby which we did and so i was like i know i'm going to take a pay cut to come back and give it one more shot, but I know I can play in the NHL, so I want to give it one more shot. Yeah, and luckily it worked out so far, somewhat. I got to play in the NHL again. Yeah, that was my goal. I mean, you started back here and you you were on a tear. Yeah, to start the season. Yeah, I think what do you have like seven goals, seven assists in about the first uh, fifteen or twenty games. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I mean it worked out. Obviously, Uh, it was my first. Obviously, I signed with Nashville. I don't know how long it was.
was into the season, but it was my first two-year contract that I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Besides that, my entry level. Right, so. which is nice. From yeah. a f- you've got a family. Yep. So it's nice to have a little bit of peace of mind. Stability like, and security, yeah. yeah. What, what was, was your son, I'm sorry to interrupt, but what was, was your son bo- born there or did he live there with you? No, so he was born in Rochester the year before okay. I went over to Sweden. So okay. he was six months old when we moved. So you brought the whole family and everything like that. Yep. That's great. That's great. Was it, cha- was that a challenge? To it have was. a six month old kid? It was, especially you go to a big city. It's, it's not huge, but you're in a city. So you're living right. in, a, in a small apartment yeah. and we just had a new, like a six month old. You're a newborn. Yeah. So he pretty much slept in a closet his first, <laughs> right. first year first of his year, life. Sure. Yeah. Um, so that was difficult. Um, it was difficult for my wife being stuck at home with a, right. An, I mean, not knowing right. no not friends, knowing, no not nothing. The language. Yeah. Exactly. Well, Time changes. Yeah. Everything. What yeah. was the import rule over there for, I don't for think, you? Th- I don't think they have one in, in no. Sweden. They just have so many good players that yeah, they don't, that they don't need, need it. Yeah. They don't need it. It's not yeah. like Italy or Norway. Exactly. So we're, well, who are the other North Americans on the team? So when I went over there. Um, Ryan Lash is a sure. really good player. Sure, L-A-S-C-H, in that. Yeah. 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 He played at St. Cloud, I believe. He's a r- he's one of the best players in that league every year. Um, uh, funny story, uh, Henrik Lundqvist's twin brother is the Joel? captain. Yeah, he's the captain. Played for Iowa the, when Iowa yes. Stars. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. absolutely. So he was good my player. captain. San Antonio, captain. too. San Antonio, sure. Yeah, yeah. No, really good player. He's awesome. Great guy. Um, who are the other imports with me? Jonathan Sigalette is a Canadian. He played for Providence. I remember sure. Jonathan, yeah. Yep. yeah. yeah. Um, defenseman. Defenseman, yeah. yeah. His brother he is a uh, goalie, yeah. I yeah. think he played against us when we last time we played Providence. <laughs> when they were in Providence, I think the, the both of them, Jordan and John, I think Jordan was a goalie of record in one of them, and Jonathan yeah. was uh, – and Jordan, I don't know if Jordan is still the goalie coach with Calgary. Calgary. I it think was he's the still last time. Yes, the one I knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because his brother would always talk about him being the goalie coach there. So yeah. Yeah. the last time I heard, he was still he was still there. Uh, who else was there? The it, it was awesome because there was always there was a lot of guys that had come over here, yeah. Swedish guys that had come over here and played already. Yep. And they were just already back sure. after like their entry levels or whatever. Sure. So what was the language? English. English was the, la- I mean, the locker room language. It was Swedish, yeah. but like if we were around, they'd know to speak English. Like everyone knew so English. You guys are terrible in the first period. The coach comes in, he's pissed, right? Swedish. He's Swedish. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Unless he's pissed at me. Yeah, then, then it's English. It, then <laughs> yeah. Well, kicking a can is universal. Yeah, right. That right, exactly. goes everywhere. But no, it was it was good. Like he'd always someone next to you would always have to translate. Like if he was coming in speaking in Swedish. The guy next to me would be whispering like what he's saying, um, and if he wasn't, and the coach saw that, he'd be like, "Make sure he Tell knows." Him. Yeah. yeah, right, <laughs> right. We had uh, a guy uh, who played Nolan Yankman played in Finland for a number of years, he, and he told us that we were both su- surprised that while the coach is talking in a foreign language, someone else is over there whispering in his ear. Yep. Like, can you imagine that going the on? The immediate translation. Right. Yep. Can you imagine that here? Like the coach would be stopping. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Eyes up here, please. Yeah, stop interrupting me. Yeah, yeah. maybe no please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it was good. Everyone spoke really good English. The only people that didn't speak English in Sweden were the older people. Yeah. I mean, Swedish, in Sweden, you start learning English right away like when right you're five away. years old. Like, yeah. they, they, they put their kids, you know, everybody learns English. So every, fi- every Swede who comes over here speaks just wonderful English. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I'm not surprised when you say that the locker room language is 
is in uh, is English. Did you learn any Swedish while you were over there besides the you know the please and thank yous and bathroom and I'm terrible. I I took Spanish my whole life through school and I don't know one word. <laughs> <laughs> I took it in college too. I just cheated off my roommate. So <laughs> I, he was fluent in Spanish, so I just got through it. Forgot everything. But no, I I learned a tiny bit of Swedish and um it's not it's actually not that hard of a language to pick up like yeah. especially in the locker room when everyone's talking it, you kind of understand what they're talking about. Sure. You pick up words. So it was uh it was good. I, I think it's a lot easier than like Finnish. Finnish right. I've heard Finnish is very difficult. Russian. Oh. Uh, Russian, you would expect. Yeah. I don't even have the same letters. Or well, when yeah. when I was in school, we, we had Spanish or German were the, were the okay. options, right? And German was the more difficult one because there was uh, the, the nouns were male, female, or neuter, right? And, oh, and in Spanish, yeah. it was male and female. Yep. And that was it. So that was a big part of of the, the difference there. Yep. No, it's uh, it's a... It's an awesome, it's a pretty language. It, it really is. Yeah. So I, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about how in the heck a guy from Edmond, Oklahoma, ended up not just playing in the NHL, the first guy from Oklahoma to play in the NHL, yeah. but how you even just started playing hockey. My dad's right? from, yeah, um, my dad's originally from Boston. Um, he Donovan, right? Donovan, I mean, that makes Irish, sense, yeah. right? Irish boy. Um, yeah, he's originally from Boston, moved. He was on a college exchange program, and um, where did he go to college? He went to college at uh, I want to say Salem State. Okay, and he's gonna kill me if I mess yeah, it up. That's all right. <laughs> One of those small go Cougars. Small, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, we'll stick with that. If, for yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, if it's that not yeah. if it's not DU, who cares? Yeah, right? DU. That's all that matters. Um. <laughs> And the Sooners. Oh, you. Oh, yeah. yeah there you go. Go Sooners. Boomer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so college exchange program where some p- students come over. They go to a small school in Oklahoma, in Ada, Oklahoma, East Central, where my mom grew up and, and went to school. Um, not a very big, big town. It was, like, opposite of where he grew up. Yeah. And some reason liked it and met my mom and instead of going back to where he was in Boston he stayed there and got married and they settled down in Oklahoma City. But to, to find the hockey rink and to find uh, all of this I stuff in his as, life. as a hockey player you, you, you figure go, it out. You yeah. go find a rink wherever right. you are you know and that's how it was and he played men's league in Oklahoma City and just didn't you, and didn't you say he played a couple games for the Blazers? Yeah, so that's another good story. So I was old enough uh I was probably around when Simon Olivier, I don't know how old I would have right around there, but um yeah, my dad played men's league at the and ran the rink where they practiced and the coach was like, Hey, we don't have enough players <laughs> Um <laughs> <laughs> you need to play for us. And he's like, uh, okay. Sure. I guess. So he was the oldest at the time, the oldest rookie to ever play a game in the Central Hockey League. <laughs> I think he was like 30, 30 something. So the oldest rookie. <laughs> he probably still holds that record. Yeah. Well, I mean, you see that happen with goalies a lot, right? Yeah. Like you, an emergency backup, especially at our level, they sign the guy who's the firefighter who played college hockey yep. or whatever. Uh, or Jason Norby, our strength coach. I think he's played two games. Oh, but, really? Yeah, uh, suited up for he's two games. Up. Yeah, backed he up. Yeah, he didn't play. Never, never yeah, played. Never, <laughs> played. No, never played. <laughs> suited up for two games, and then he, you know, they give him the jersey, and it's like, hey, good job. Yeah. 
but you never see that with an actual player. Hey, we're short guys. <laughs> yeah. You look like a good player. Yeah. You run the rink. You're pretty good at men's league. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. In Turn Oklahoma. it up out there. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, he played three games. He's got some pretty good stories about him trying to breathe on the ice and <laughs> <laughs> being really out of shape. But was it Was it a big deal for you with your friends that you – I'm assuming you kind of had the run of the rink if your dad was there, like you were at the rink all the time. Oh yeah, it was just me and a small group of uh, of my friends. We were we were at the rink. Were you outcast that you were hockey players and not out you playing know, football, tossing the football around or anything? You were probably throwing the football I around too. But. Yeah, I didn't have a lot of school friends. Honestly, I was at the <laughs> rink all the time. So it was um, me and my hockey friends. We were always at the rink. We didn't go do school activities and play football for the school we just go to the rink and hang out at the rink do you i think you do now but did you at the time or how young were you when you decided that you needed to sort of spread the gospel about hockey to to people in that area yes the blade and the blazers were widely popular oh yeah they're very popular um but but how do you get i'm assuming you feel a a bit of a responsibility especially now to be involved and recruit players and and whatever right yeah definitely um it was it was sad to see when the Barons were there and and they weren't doing as well. Yes. Yeah. With with why um, was that attendance fighting? I think is that really? I think that's part of it. But also uh, years ago, Quad Cities had a team the, the in the American League, okay. right? And they and used to be they, they the used to be in the UHL and the UHL, IHL, yeah. and then they came to the American League after they moved from Omaha. And there were people there who were telling me that. The, the price changed, but also the mm. players were coming and going all the time okay. was a big part of it. Whereas in the CHL, there may there. have been guys six, seven years, oh, yeah. and they were reliant on the booster club for a TV or silverware or mm. plates or a couch so it was like a family or whatever. Yes, yeah, so you really got to know these people, and they became that makes sense. Uh, the, the fans became part of your lives. But then when you get 21, 22-year-olds who are coming in, and the, a lot of them might be making six figures mm-hmm. right off the bat, mm-hmm. they don't necessarily necessarily need yeah. this guy's old silverware yeah so that that relationship is gone almost sense. right away so that's that's the explanation i got in quad cities which i'm assuming yeah, is the I'm, same there yeah i'm sure that was a big a big deal too um but yeah it was i mean that but was fighting you're right fight there was a lot of fighting in the central hockey league <laughs> <laughs> i remember that growing up <laughs> Uh, yeah. Did your dad get into a fight in any of the three games? I don't th- no, I don't think I mean, so. I think he I think he has a story about getting in a scrum with someone and, and he's, he's like probably please scared. Don't. Yeah, yeah, please don't hit me. Because <laughs> there were some tough customers oh, yeah. in the Central Hockey League. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. Yeah, there's some scary people coming out of that league. <laughs> <laughs> Do you did you go to any to Barons games? How old were you when the they Barons? came around? So yeah. I was in I was already playing in Bridgeport. Yeah. You already so, uh, in Bridgeport when well, they came. I out. don't know when they started. I might have been in college when they started, yeah. but, but I you remember, were out of the house. You were gone. Yeah, I was. I was playing. Yeah. Uh, I remember coming back when they had the really good team. I think it was the lockout year. Yeah. When they well, had, they had Nugent Hopkins. Yeah, they had Schultz. Ta- yes. uh, uh, Justin Jordan, Schultz. Jordan, Justin Schultz. Yeah. Um, Taylor Taylor Hall, right? Yes. They have, yeah. So they, they, had, they had all. It was unreal. They we, made, they went really far in the playoffs. So I remember coming back after we lost out in Bridgeport and watching a couple of their playoff games. They played here the the day before the lockout ended. ended yeah and so none of those guys played right all oh. of these guys came to town and then all of a sudden yeah todd nelson was the coach yep. and todd nelson had to yep. scrap everything and all these other guys came in yep. so yeah. yeah it was but that was interesting 
That yeah. was a real interesting time. And it was it, it was sad. It would be awesome for there to still be a team. What there. was it like for you with the lockout? Um, that was twelve thirteen. Yeah, I was still on my entry level, so it didn't affect me. Right, but um, you didn't have. We didn't have. A you didn't lose of, playing time. You didn't lose no. anything like that. You were in the lineup solidly every night. Yeah, because we we didn't have very many guys that could come down and play. Okay, sure. We didn't, not like the Barons who had who all had their young stars. all the young right, players. Yeah, right, stars. Right. Yeah. Um, we had Travis Hamnick who could come down, um, maybe a couple forwards, and that was pretty much it. Was that fun? Was that good hockey? Like, was it better hockey? Did you notice was it better hockey, or was it disinterested from some guys? Or what? When you played against, when you lined up against somebody from Wilkes-Barre, a whatever? little bit of both. Yeah. I mean, I think if you're young enough and you're still trying to make it into the league, you're still trying to prove yourself. It's yeah. those players were really, really good, and then there were some guys that were already solidified their spot. NHLers. Yeah. yeah like, what am I get, doing down here? Didn't want to get hurt. Right. right. You know, just yeah. trying to get through it. But, um, no, it was, it was great hockey. Obviously, I didn't get to play against the Barons because they were in the, in the West. In the yeah. West. In the West, so yeah. I didn't get to see that team, but I think they were pretty It was <laughs> pretty a show. Good. It, it was. was we, show. we did play them with those they guys They did have it one lineup, time, yes. And it was uh, – I mean, the pose- like if they had Corsi numbers and possession numbers yeah. back then, yeah. they had, we did not have the puck very often, although I think we lost in overtime, if yeah, I'm not mistaken. Right. Like three to right. two and, or whatever. But Schultz had like 48 he, points he in did. like 20 he held he, did. The, he had the puck all the time yep. on the power play, yeah. all the time. Yep. Yeah, yeah. he was Bobby Orr. Yeah. He was Paul right. Coffey at, the, at, at that level right. in that first season. It was really amazing. Yeah, it really was pretty impressive. It was really amazing. Yeah. You get to Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Um and you kind of roll the dice on your career, really. You want to get to the NHL, but you, you take the Milwaukee deal. Um, did it work? Has it worked out like you wanted it to? I guess you got the NHL contract out of it. You played a couple of games last season, but has it been what you what you thought it would be? Yeah, I think so. I mean, every time, I mean, the AHL is 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 a hard league. You got to play, you got to play well every night to have a chance to. I mean, it's all about. It's about timing. It's about playing well. It's about luck. Like yeah, all right. that comes into it. Um, unfortunately, injuries. And, yeah, yeah, and that's part of luck. Yeah. Yes. So when you when I signed back up for, I knew what I was getting into. I think you. All, yeah. The only time you don't know when what you're getting into is when you're young. You're on your entry level. You right. think everything's gonna be roses and yeah. right. Uh, it's gonna uh, be just like it was in college yeah, or whatever. I'm gonna get my shot. I'm gonna tear it up i'm gonna be in the nhl in no time did you feel that uh no because you left early you left after a couple of years at denver yeah i did um i think you you always when you sign early obviously you you and your agent your family you're like okay i'm ready i'm ready to take the next step yeah i think i can play in the nhl but you got to put in your time i mean you can you can think you're ready as did, much as you want, but did you think you were ready going from college to the to the AHL? I probably thought I was, but then you get there. <clears throat> yeah, that and means you're we, like, we oh, I've so got some it, work. To is do. it training yeah. camp or is it what? Where do you kind of have that feeling? Um, I'd uh, especially in like my first training camp. You yeah, tra- I mean, coming out of college, you're like, okay, now we're playing against men. We're playing against thirty-something yeah. years old. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah been around forever the best of the best yeah yep. so i think i knew immediately that I, it was going to take a little time and um i honestly didn't expect to 
to do as well as I did. Like I sure. put up pretty good numbers. I I played well, but obviously it goes back to as an offensive defenseman, can you play defense against the best sure. in right. the world? Can you hold your own in front of your own net? Exactly. So yeah. that's kind of what I think um, everyone was kind of waiting for me to figure out. Mm -hmm. So it took a little more time than 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 I thought, but I eventually made it and um, trying to get back there again. Yeah. Your first NHL game comes in your second season? My or is it your end of your rookie season? My sec uh, – was it my rookie season? Yeah, it was the end of my rookie season. I think I got – three games yeah. is when it was. I Do you your your first game, first of all, what happened when you got called up? Who was your coach in Bridgeport? It was Brent Thompson. Brent Thompson. Yeah. Okay. So he, does he Long call? Longtime Peoria assistant, Brent Thompson. Yeah. yeah. I knew that name yeah. sounded familiar. Yeah, he's awesome. Uh, so to explain how that whole process happened, then how you got a hold of your folks. Did they make it? Did you, yeah. the, the, where you played, who was against? Your first shift, all that type of stuff. Okay, so I, th I I don't know. I think I was just sitting at my house in Bridgeport, and it was at the end of the season. I don't know if we were getting ready for playoffs or we weren't making it. I don't think we were. Um, I think we were making it. So just another day, just another night, Brent Thompson calls me. He's like, hey, you're you're going up. Uh, Who's coaching there, Capuano? Capuano was the coach. For, okay. yeah. Former admiral. Yeah, and has a twin brother. Does he? Yeah, they played. Dave. Uh, they Dave. played. They played here together. No yeah. way. Yeah, no. I didn't know that. Um, so yeah, twin. Uh, I think it's a twin. Has a brother. They played here together. Yeah, I think it's just a brother. Okay. But I, I could yeah. be wrong. Yeah. Okay, I don't know. About anyway, you sorry, guys. I interrupt you. I'm interrupting <laughs> your story. I'm in PR. We just make things up as I go. Yeah, that's, that's what I do. That's don't let the facts get in the PR way. PR one on one. Yeah. Make things up. Okay. Right. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, I called my parents. They're like, okay. I think the Islanders set everything up to where they – I had it in my contract to where they would get them to the game and get Your them tickets. Folks. Yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah, I think that's pretty standard in nowadays in the NHL. Really? Like, I didn't know that. That's yeah. the first, yeah, the first I've ever heard, heard of that. it. Yeah, it's in usually in entry levels where the team will get your family to the game and back home and get them tickets to the first game. So, yep, they the next day we – Drove, yeah, drove to New Jersey from Long Island. Um, parents were there. So it's just in day. Jersey. Yep, just in New just Jersey. Just in Jersey. Yeah, just right across the Hudson. Yeah, right? exactly. Piece so, of cake. And then the next day was the first game, and my parents were there. I had family from New Hampshire and Boston come down. So so that's down. how up. many how many tickets did you have to buy? Do you remember? None. They None. Were, well, the team took care of my parents, and then my other family just bought them. They themselves. did. So yeah. they didn't call you and be like, hey, Matt, congrats no. on making it to the NHL. I bet you make a lot of money. <laughs> Give me some tickets. <laughs> no, uh, we can't afford them. We're just bad. You know, we're back in Boston. No, we're my, blue collar here, Matt. No, my my family's really good about that. Yeah. Um, if they want to come watch me, they're, they'll leave me alone. They they understand that I have – it's a job, and right. I have stuff to do, and um, they take care of all that. So that's good. You played Jersey, played your first Jersey. shift. First shift. I started. It was against started. Kovalchuk, Parisi. Who was the other winger? They had someone else that was – Like a stud name. Yeah, right. oh, yeah, studs. Eliash, what? Might have been. Yeah? Might have been. And that was my first <laughs> shift. So you look – you're starting – starting, yeah. you're looking across, you're looking up over there, and you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, so that was your Super welcome stars. to the NHL moment. Yeah. Like, you look up and – It was crazy. Yeah. But I think I played all right. I don't know. I had, yeah, I got the last three games of that season, and it was kind of like a 
you played well this season, we'll give you a little chance. And right. A little bonus. That's all you job. want. Yeah. That's all players want, yeah. right? Yeah. When you're playing well, you want you want to be rewarded. Some acknowledgement. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, then next year you play 50 games. Um, or no, so. the next year was the lockout. Oh, the next year was a lockout. Sorry. I don't know if I got any games the lockout year because it was very short. Super. It was really short. Yeah, it came down to, what, 48 games or something yeah, like yeah. that? Yeah. Like that. And Islanders made the playoff. They were really good that year because it was a short season. I remember that. And I went up for to Black Ace the next season. And then the next season was when I made it out of camp. And you were up there for 50, 50 games. Yeah. Lived in a hotel the whole year. Did you Did really? You really? Yeah. Because – because I made it and on the uh, were they playing in Brooklyn yet or was it nope. on the island? It was still, on the island. Still Long Island, yep. Um, and that was the first year my then fiance, my wife now, uh, moved up with me, and we had our dog, and we lived in a hotel all year. The whole year, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so obviously you're in a hotel that takes dogs. Yeah, we had to we had to get into a different hotel because the one next to the arena didn't take dogs. <laughs> wow, residents in, residents in. You were a resident. Yeah, <laughs> you I was. Were, well, that's yeah, nice. You got us. your own. You got your own kitchen, then, yeah. kind of, yeah. and everything. <laughs> yeah, and right. So that was a good. Kitchen, maybe a kitchenette. Yeah, yeah. but right. that was nice. So, yep, I was up. So the way, the reason I was in the hotel is because I didn't get a housing letter. I was up until, I think they give you like two months or whatever. Yeah. Before they have to give you a housing letter, and Thanksgiving, I got sent down. We ate oh. Thanksgiving in residence then. Went down to Bridgeport. I don't know how long I was there. Didn't get a place. They just told me to stay in the hotel. Called back up. Sent back down. Called back up. Whole year. Hotel. Whole year. Did you have to check out? <laughs> did you have to check out? You go on a road trip. Did you have to no, check out? No, because Hallie had to stay oh, there. Oh, yeah. So yeah. it was okay. At least, though, you're not footing the bill for it, right? Like you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's maybe a small consolation. Yeah, that's true. Very small. Yeah, very small. Like but that's tough. Yeah, huh? yeah it's a hotel still. We had uh, uh, Philip Forsberg and Scott Darling. They yeah. lived together the entire year in the hotel. They were roommates. No way. But they had to, because Forsberg was just like you. It was up and down. And Darling was up and down because there was injuries starting. He was signed up to be our fifth goalie. Oh, but there's injuries, you know. Oh. Yeah. And so they lived together. But they would have to check out. If we went on a road trip, they had to check out. So then they oh. would go to a new room when they got back. Oh. Yeah. It yeah, was uh, crazy. Crazy. Do people people got to ask you all the time about that? And I mean, they because they're all going to come up with you, come up with stories about, or come up with the belief that it's so glamorous and yeah. it's so wonderful. And you got you got that story in your pocket that you can pull out right away. Here's how this is how yeah. glamorous this is life how, in the this NHL is. That was Hallie's first year to come live with me. How <laughs> right. she felt. Oh man, stuck in a hotel room with a uh, hundred pound dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sure she was like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. But she, but she did. She stuck with me. She stuck with you. So far. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, so exactly. far, so good. That's the, that's the key part of the phrase yeah. there, so far. Let's talk about your company, yep. uh, Squatch Hockey. Mm -hmm. What do you do? Well, let's start why you started it and then what uh, what it's all about. So so ever since I was in probably college, juniors, college, I would always come back in the summers to Oklahoma and do hockey camps and give lessons and try and give back to the hockey community as much as possible. Are you the headliner when you go back, or are you working with the Blazers or Barons or what? Uh, or your it dad, just, who is? It was just me. It would be Matt Donovan Hockey Camp. Right? Okay. Everyone, uh, obviously, I was the first, and especially when I made it to the NHL, I was the first. Yes. Oklahoma 
born and raised to make it to the NHL. So at that point, my dad was like, okay, you should start. You you can trade on your name now. Yeah, Yeah. right. You should give back. Give back, right. My dad's unbelievable that he's always been a coach of youth hockey he runs one of the rinks in town he's always ran a rink since i was born and he's like you need to get back this this community gave so much to you you need to get back so i was i was i agree let's do some camps i'll do some lessons i'll help out wherever i can and then a couple summers ago i was like i want to do this stuff and put this money back in to the community um, through a foundation called the Zach Taze Memorial Foundation. As a kid that I grew up playing with, um, died, fell asleep at the wheel and died. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. I think when he was, I want to say 17 or 18. Mm. So that foundation, they started, his parents started that foundation in um, hopes of putting money into it and giving kids um, who don't have enough money to st- to start hockey or to stay in hockey, whether it's travel hockey, they don't have the funds to maybe they're all the trips, right. or whatever. Someone yeah. in their family got sick. Or Absolutely, in Oklahoma City, it's not like yeah. you know that you. If you're, you're going gonna, to the neighborhood rink. Yes, yeah. exactly. exactly. You got maybe it one other team money. to play. You got to go somewhere you to go. play. Yeah, or it's house league or anything. People can um, submit applications, whether it's someone in their family got sick and they have to put extra money towards this, but we can't afford. Our son wants to keep playing and. So it could be anything. Um, so that was close to me was that I want to try and get as many kids as I can to stay in hockey in Oklahoma sure. um, for as long as possible, as long as they want to. Or the kids that can't afford it, they're traveling from a small town yep. far away. they got to pay for gas, whatever it is. So my whole goal was that I didn't need – the money after I turned pro, like I did in college, I I needed to make some money for myself. Right now, I just want to give it give as it all much back. As, I, as much as I can back to the community and help these kids that don't can't afford it. Right. So that's why I started squatch hockey. Now I can sell sweatshirts and hats, and that way provide even more money. Where does give squ- back. where does squatch hockey? Obviously Sasquatch. Yeah, Sasquatch. But where where did that come from? So. I, is I've Sasquatch been big a, in Oklahoma? Yeah, it actually is. is it? So southeast Oklahoma, there's a ton of sightings. And uh, the show Finding Bigfoot came out when I was in, like, college. So me and my buddies would all watch it, and we thought it was hilarious. So then I changed <laughs> my my Twitter handle to Squatch Donovan. Yeah. And I loved everything to do with Sasquatches. So that's how it kind of started. And Sasquatch and Squatch Hockey – Kind of ties into Oklahoma with all the sightings, so I thought, hey, who made your logo? Because you should go to squatchhockey.squatchhockeyco.com yep. and look at the. It's I love the logo. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's a great logo. So you, I mean, there's tons of websites you can just go on and pay someone to make a logo for twenty bucks. So it's something like that we did, and now we just ran with it, and um, we try and create new sweatshirts and t-shirts and hats and sell them and try and give all the money back into the. Oklahoma City hockey community. And one of the places that you have, you had a hockey camp this past summer, yeah. and we hope to do it again this summer is here yep. in Milwaukee. Yep. Um, we'd had it at the Pettit Center, and um, I was lucky enough for the Admirals to back me up. And, um, yeah, I, between that camp and uh, my camp in Oklahoma City and some lessons, I was able to give back, like, over $3,000 to 
Nice. The Zach Taze Memorial Foundation. Very nice. Are you one of the one of the guys that you brought up here for that camp? Is the head? I can't remember his name. I apologize. He's the head coach <laughs> at the University of Oklahoma. Yeah. Hockey. Yeah. So that was so one of that was one of my best friends growing up. Our small group of friends that would always be at the rink. At the rink. Yep. Josh Berge. Yep. So he actually played in the USHL with me. In um, Cedar Rapids. No, also against me. Against he you. played okay, in Tri City and Lincoln and had concussion problems and okay. um, had to quit hockey. Had a lot of injuries and. Just got into coaching. He's an unbelievable coach. He coached in uh, – uh, he was an assistant in Lincoln for a while in the USHL and then um, took a head job in California in the Western States Hockey League. Um, and now he's back home in Oklahoma and coaching the University of Oklahoma. How is the program? It's awesome. And is he it? he does a great job. Does like he? he's an unbelievable. What coach. is it? Uh, it's a club team. Yep, club team. Are they Division One or two or don't? Division One. Division One. Yep. Okay. And they're always up there in the rankings. I was gonna uh, say, and people need to realize that this isn't just kids walking out and playing. Uh, like no. this isn't like you. This is there this isn't is a sign recruiting. Up and oh this yeah. Is, right. I mean, this is even though it's not NCAA. Oh yeah. These D1 kids want to win hockey. This is these guys. Yeah. They get great, unbelievable uniforms and gear, and it's like it's pretty much NCAA without so your the friend. Then, but he has to be the prime. Oh yeah, everything. Oh, so yeah. he's the fundraiser. He's the guy oh, who the coach. greases the, the wheels with with boosters or 100%. whatever, right? Like he's his. That's a twenty-four hour job. Does the travel. He's unbelievable at it. He's he does everything, and he raises so much money for that program, and and does an unbelievable job coaching them, and and they're always one of the best teams every year. Fifteen years from now. Do you see yourself doing something like that, or what do you what do you see? I don't know. That's that's a big problem in my life right now. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's what not I'm so much. That's, <laughs> it's, it's nice that you can live in the moment. I, I yeah. I don't know. Um, I honestly, ha I I think about it every day, and I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know yet. Yeah. Would you like to coach? I mean, obviously, you're coaching right now with these lessons I and the camps, but it's different. It is different, and it's youth hockey, and I love giving back to the, the Oklahoma City yes. community. Like, I, I, I want to continue doing that as much as possible, but I don't know if I want to get into, like, pro hockey coaching. Like, yeah. I've moved around my family so much yep. like yes. it'd be so nice, nice to, to have some settle, stability settle down what somewhere. about running your dad your dad's not going to work the rest of his life right <laughs> he I always mean, this is not an intervention here Matt. <laughs> he always tells me you don't want to run a rink is that right yeah. yeah no he loves it he he's unbelievable with youth hockey and and he's he's an unbelievable guy and um, he does a great job, but he always tells me, you don't want to run a rink. You yeah. don't want to do this so right. have you have you ever gotten to the point where you had a backup plan nope that's good. Uh, that, my that, backup plan right now is my wife's getting her master's, and <laughs> she's going to work when right. I'm done. There you go. There you <laughs> and go. And she wants to work. She's, right. she's not getting her master's for nothing. She wants. She's She's been itching to get a job ever since I've played. Sure. Right. Sure. She's always wanted to do something and, and make money, and um, I'm going to be happy when she starts doing that. Yeah. And I hopefully get to sit at home and Right. Take care of the kids. Right, absolutely. Play Have floor hockey. Play floor hockey, exactly. <laughs> and be and announce uh, <laughs> and do the announcing for uh, yeah. for your son yeah. as the, uh, as he scores the goals, goal after goal in the Admirals games. Yep. Right, exactly. There you go. That might be not be a bad thing. Be become an announcer. Get into the media. Yeah, I I wouldn't mind that, but I don't know. It's uh, yeah, I want to settle down somewhere. Yeah. Be, tell uh, give me a job here. I'll do my best. Sure, I'll why not? I'll do my best. Color. We'll, we'll go two offices down and talk to Harris. <laughs> yeah. Where's no, Harris? No, we'll get yeah. it all taken care no of. No problem. We'll name the arena Squatch Hockey Co. Squatch Arena. Squatch Hockey Company Arena or the rink or yeah. something. 
whatever. Yeah. What? <laughs> some, Good. Somehow. A Matt Donovan Arena. I don't know. Yeah. It's not going to cost you much. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> not at all. That happen. Not at all. Let's make that happen. All right. Yeah. Give me a job, and uh, we'll go from there. Beautiful. Beautiful. You get us a Calder Cup. Oh. We'll get you a job. How about wow. that? Huh? Oh. Quid pro quo. Wow. Jeez. Uh, that's, I mean, Quid pro quo. not asking for much, no, but uh, much. just a little. Do you think that right, you guys deal. think about that? This will be the last one for you. Okay. Do you guys think about that all the time? No, never. Never. Game by game. That's some, that's it, it, honestly, it's a real unique thing with this year's team that it, and and I've asked so many people. I've asked Scott Ford, the assistant coach, do you guys take ten game increments? Do you look at it as this stretch till Christmas or this till the All Star break? And he says, years past we have, and we think about that. But then you always set yourself up with like, okay, if we get six out of ten, that's a six hundred. That's pretty good. He says, but if you go game by game and you just say, we're going to win tonight, we're going to win tonight, we're going to win tonight. And and this year, I seriously, and yes, the Admirals have won way more than they've lost, uh, but I seriously noticed that. Yeah. I, Do you feel that too? Yeah. I I haven't looked ahead at all this year. I don't know if that's just me or everyone, but yeah. it feels like it's, all right, let's we got a game tonight. You know, let's win it. Yeah. Our team has such amazing leadership, and you're a part of that. And I'll, uh, you said this is going to be the last question. This is more of a statement, and this is a compliment uh, to you and uh, the leaders on our team, and to Scott Nickel, you know, for signing guys like uh, you know, mm -hmm. like you and and whatnot. But right before Christmas, we do uh, collect the players collect money, and then we don't. And that money, we go. The Admirals match that money. We go out and buy presents, and we deliver it to the Ronald McDonald House. And I sent out a text message saying, "Hey, we're going to Ronald McDonald House. This is not a mandatory event. Who can come?" And the first people that got back to me, all veterans. Yeah. All veterans saying, "I can do it. I'll be there tomorrow." And that's not always the case. And that is not always the case. Usually, it's like rookies. Yeah. Get out. Yeah. Go do it. And that is really a compliment to the veteran players on the team. Uh, and how leading by example, leading by example, and how you hold yourself to a higher standard, higher yeah. level. Yeah, well, we try and so uh, good job. Yeah, we try and help the young guys as much as possible. Right, move them <laughs> along. Do you feel? Do you feel and, and here we go again with the last question. <laughs> right, right. Um, along those lines, you're in a different spot than you were when you were in Bridgeport. You have a family now, and all of this, and you're here for your second season. Do you feel part of the community? Do you feel the responsibility to be a part of the community, or is it, um, it's you're here to play hockey and, that, and that's no, that? No, yeah, no. I mean, I have two s small boys in the community. They're going to school here. Yeah. Um, Dean's at community preschool, so we're meeting all the other parents. We're yeah. I feel like we're Hallie <laughs> loves being part of this community and. Um, this isn't just a place you're staying for six months. It's no. home for six months. Yeah, Or definitely. whatever it is. And maybe even more. Yes. Um, Hopefully more. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully. Um, and Hallie already said she wants to stay here this summer. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, so she really loves it here. We love it here. We feel like we're part of the community and um, everything about it. I mean, it feels like home. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Thanks so much for doing this, Matt. We yeah. appreciate it. Thanks for having me. That's Matt Donovan joining us. Uh, again, check out the Milwaukee Admirals podcast wherever you get podcasts. For Charlie Larson, I'm Aaron Sips. Thanks for listening. <laughs>